Cheers. Damn you, old man. Hi everybody, my name is Talad and I want to thank old man Wade for giving me this opportunity to speak about, you know, certain certain things for the next 30 minutes or so. Uh, so I'm going to just jump right into it here. I have been doing a lot of research and reading into MCU and specifically uh, Natasha Romanoff's character, uh, Black Widow, if, if you guys aren't too familiar with the moniker there. Um, and I've, I've noticed some things that have really, really bothered me, and I, I've scoured the internet, and it's kind of, there are various things that across the board have bothered a lot of people. And I want to get into it because I, I think with the movie coming out, it deserves to be discussed uh, with the way that they kind of fumbled the character and the MCU specifically, the way they fumbled Black Widow, the way they fumbled her as a superhero and just as a woman in general. And it needs to be discussed because she was the first Avenger, the first, excuse me, the first female Avenger. And she was, she's one with a very horrific past, a very broken past and a lot of layers to her. And the MCU, as, as it moves forward, we obviously have Carol Danvers, we have Wanda Maximoff, you have Valkyrie, you have just this myriad of women, Gamora, Nebula, and it's going to be very, very important, Monica Rambeau, as, as you know, our newest one, it's going to be very important for the MCU to handle these women correctly, and I think we're seeing a proper... Sh uh, like a ship being righted, so to speak. I think WandaVision was fantastic. I think we really got some good um, views of Wanda and what, what they could do with these female characters. I think I do think Captain Marvel was actually really good. I know that they're, it's not perfect, but I, I think it was great, and I think Brie Larson portrayed her perfectly. Um, but I'm just going to kind of get into it here. <clears throat> Natasha Romanoff was introduced to us in 2010's Iron Man right, as far as the MCU goes, um, portrayed by the lovely Scarlett Johansson. And she, you know, she I thought she did a great job, you know, with that role. I think personally they cast the right actress. I think MC, the MCU's casting director has hit basically every single role. The, just did a tremendous job. And essentially we just got Black Widow in everyone else's movie, right? And I'm of the belief that Winter Soldier should have been Natasha's film. I do think that, yes, it makes sense. Oh, you know, it's Cap's best friend and it's Bucky. And I think that that was a movie where we could have seen more Natasha. And that would have been a perfect opportunity to get into what we had seen in the comics, which is this beautiful, great romance between Natasha Romanoff and Bucky Barnes because of their... You know, in, in the Red Room, he was training Natasha, and then they fell in love, and they have this whole beautiful story, and it's it's like the greatest MCU romance, essentially. And and they fumbled it, and instead of, you know, going the route of even giving her Steve Rogers as a lover, who is someone that she does, you know, uh, have a relationship with in the comic books, they went down the route of... 
the Hulk. <laughs> Um, Bruce Banner is a nice guy in MCU. I'm strictly talking MCU. Bruce Banner is a nice guy. He seems shy. He's kind of awkward. He just wants to be left alone to himself. And if they had done this arc over the course of a few movies, like, all right, maybe. But it was... Age of Ultron was overall just, I think, horrendous in every which way you can imagine. I do think that... Her chemistry with Mark Ruffalo just wasn't really there to begin with. You know, her chemistry with Jeremy Renner definitely was there. Chemistry with, with um, even Robert Downey Jr., I mean, that was there. Uh, the, I mean, the chemistry with Chris Evans, absolutely, you know. Um, and they didn't even have to give her a love interest. She could have just, you know, just have her be the platonic bestie. And that's what it ended up being. But trying to make her into the love interest for every male on the team is besides like Thor, essentially, is really just a testament to 10 years ago where we were, you know, in that space, um, as far as Hollywood, and even just as, as a society, just being like, all right, let's pick the woman with, who seems the most grounded and isn't too super, like Carol Danvers or someone, and make her even less powerful, um, as we go through the MCU, we'll talk more about kind of how, how she develops, but just to give you guys a little bit of backstory, Natasha Romanoff has obviously trained in the Red Room, we'll see all of it in the movie, but she's a super soldier. She she has a version of a super soldier serum, it's diluted. So in the movie, when they say, in Winter Soldier, when they say, you know, Natalia Alianova Romanova, born in 1984, she's technically born in like, 19... The f- 30s in the 20s i'm not entirely sure when but it was she was i believe a teenager during world war ii she was in her late teens early 20s something of that nature and she had this beautiful you know love with this soldier named nikolai which some of these comics you guys really have to read because she is fascinating and she lost a baby and that's trauma to begin with And, you know, to go off of that for the MCU in Age of Ultron to say, for Joss Whedon to make Scarlett Johansson stand there and say, I'm a monster because I can't have children, is one of the biggest, biggest issues I have with what they did to her character. Because that movie, I personally think, character assassinated everybody to begin with. I mean, the Prima Nocta thing with with Iron Man and just, just you know, Captain America being like language as if he didn't, you know, he wasn't in World War Two in the 40s with a bunch of dudes, you know, that wasn't exactly going to be squeaky clean, like, you know, and, you know, to so to take the only woman on the team and make her even less powerful by not mentioning super soldier serum, which maybe she does have it and we'll find out in the movie, uh, I'm not sure. But to basically just give her some guns and constantly, constantly make her do the, the, the thigh hold around people's necks, which yes, that's the signature. That's oh, she's a widow. That's what they do. But she's more capable than than that. I think that first Iron Man scene we saw of her fighting, that combat scene, I thought that was actually pretty cool because I think we got to see a, a few different things that she could do. Um, we should have seen more of her in general, in, in just everything, because she is a force. She's an absolute force in the comic books where she commands your attention. And she does that to excuse me, she does that to a degree 
in the MCU, but it's always focused on Tony and, and, and Steve fighting. They're fighting about something. I mean, Civil War, they're fighting about something. In the Avengers, the first one, they're fighting. Like, it just, it, it is exhausting, you know? Like, shut up. Shut up. Like, it's ridiculous. And in, don't even get me started on Civil War because what they did there was to, for, to do the Sokovian Accords and to not even talk and ask the actual Sokovian woman in the room with Wanda how she felt about this, what was going on. I could I could go off on a whole nother rant about that. I could go off a whole nother rant about how they were like, yeah, Wanda saved all these people, but we're gonna, you know, put these accords down because you guys blew up less people in a hospital than would have been blown up on the ground. Even though we as a government have screwed over our people and we were gonna nuke them in New York and, you know, Tony created Ultron, but let's punish Wanda for this. It's There are just so many issues. So many issues with that. But, <clears throat> to go off on my point, Natasha has been written poorly. Um, I think she, we didn't get an, a lot of her in Infinity War. We got a lot of her in Endgame, which it, I, it breaks my heart that they did what they did to her in Endgame, because I would have loved to see her stick around, um, train new Avengers or what have you. I think it was, you know, she took on that role, um, and she was leader of the Avengers. I mean, there was no one else. No one's doing it. She's doing it. And it just struck me the wrong way how how bad they fumble all of it. I mean, she should have had a bigger role in Civil War. Absolutely. The fact that she was on Tony's team is kind of weird. I don't know, just, just based through the MCU, just about how she was so in tune with, with Steve Rogers in the MCU, you know? And it, they didn't give her enough screen time with with Wanda. I mean, that the two, the two women on the team... You know, and Wanda, who age, if we're correct, based on WandaVision, was in her mid-twenties with Age of Ultron happened. I mean, that's a lot of trauma for someone in their mid-twenties, you know, to be a, you know, she had a lot of trauma to work through. And Natasha had a lot of the same trauma. And whatever type of relationship they would have had would have been really great to see on screen because you know that they had one. I mean, someone had to teach Wanda when Wanda in Civil War is like, you're pulling your punches. Someone had to teach her what that meant and it wasn't Steve Rogers because I can guarantee you that she wasn't sparring with Steve Rogers probably most of the time. It was probably Natasha most of the time. So they kind of, they, they've been fumbling around a lot with it and I just am so hopeful that the movie's going to be good. I'm hopeful that they're going to redeem themselves for what they did to her i do have a real want for them to figure out a way to bring her back i know it's yeah i mean it's a comic book verse so it's it's not exactly hard but in real life and i believe she's come back in the comics but in real life these people have contracts that run out they get older do they even want to do this anymore I'm of the belief that, like, I know Robert Downey Jr. I don't think actually ever wants to play Iron Man again. Maybe, like, once. You know, maybe if there's, like, a big thing happening. I don't think Chris Evans and Scarlett Johansson are necessarily in that boat. I think that they would be open to, you know, coming back. But I think the MCU obviously is shifting. We're shifting. Wanda's the big 
the big baddie, right? Like, she's not a bad guy, but she's the main character in, in the upcoming phases. Jane Foster, who's going to be, you know, Thor. She's going to be Lady Thor. And you're going to have She-Hulk, and you're going to have the um, Haley Steinfeld is going to be Hawkeye, and Yelena, you know, who Florence, the lovely Florence Pugh, who's going to be White Widow. Who, but, yes, yeah, so... Just to clear it up, in the comic books, Natasha is the Black Widow, and Yelena Belova is the White Widow. So this is this might be the only Black Widow movie we get, but moving forward, and Yelena is purposely in a white suit in all of those um, you know, promo shots that Disney's released, Marvel's released, she is White Widow. And it's going to be interesting, because her, her, she seems to be more... Um, she has like a knife thigh holster. She's got, she's more like knife throwing and, and she's a little different. She's much more in the comic books. Much she says I'm a much less merciful widow. She's much harsher, very serious. Um she views Natasha as competition and then they have like this on and off, you know, sister relationship type of deal. So that's going to be really interesting to see. Um but I I do think that you know, she'll come back at some point. Uh, I think what we're going to see in a few years when they have their big Avengers-type movie and they have, I don't know, if they have introduced the X-Men and stuff at that point, you have Doctor Doom, and if if anything, that you know, the whole Mephisto thing, it's going to happen at some point. Um, and just there are myriad of villains that they can introduce. I think we're going to see a movie at some point where you have the big baddie, Let's say it's Mephisto, Doctor Doom, whatever. And you have all these Avengers. So it's Wanda, and it's Monica, and it's Carol Danvers, and it is Gamora, and Nebula, and it's Sam Wilson, and Bucky, and, you know, everybody across the board. I think we're going to see Chris Evans and Scarlett Johansson back for that movie. And I say this because not... Because, yes, a comic book nerd me very much wants to see, like, old Cap and new Cap fight, right? Like, Sam and Sam and Steve. And Yelena and Natasha on a battlefield with everybody, you know? With Wanda seeing Natasha. And how does that, you know, happen? Because they were definitely very close. They were very, very, very close. So what's that dynamic in the, if they see each other again? Um... You know, that those are important things. But, but how does Bucky feel when he sees Steve again? Is he angry that he left him? Or he knew he was going to leave him? Is he sad? Is he happy he's back? What what happens? Does Peggy come back and get reintroduced? Is baddie Peggy? I don't know. But I do think Chris and Scarlett are going to be back. Because from a business standpoint, there's too much money to be made to not do it. If I'm if I'm a Disney executive or I'm Kevin Feige and I'm sitting there and yes you want to be comic accurate, but comic accurate also means people come back to life. And what does what does that mean? That means maybe they you know they get introduced to Agatha or something, or maybe Wanda and Agatha. In obviously we're gonna have the multiverse in Doctor Strange and what that's gonna set up. I have no clue. But Wanda clear, clearly is gonna be dealing with a lot of different issues and is going to open up and break the multiverse. I think introducing us to a lot of different elements that we haven't seen before. The MCU is about to get more magical. It's about to get more spacey. It's about we're gonna spend a lot more time in space than we have before. It's about to get a lot more sci-fi. You know, 
we're entering that portion of the MCU where the first three phases were grounded in reality, or at least phase one was, but a little more reality grounded. And then you introduce Wanda and everything. But moving forward, they're just going for it because people love it. You know, it makes smart business sense. I don't think we're done seeing Agatha. She's definitely going to be back. She plays too big a role in Wanda's life. Vision's going to be back. Um, I think it's Ghost Vision, right? White Vision in some capacity. Wanda. I I do think, I I, I don't know. I I do think we're going to get that big bad movie. And we're going to have just everybody. It'll be Endgame like on steroids, you know? Because let's be real, Endgame was huge. But what's bigger than that? Bringing back people who you thought were dead. Thanos can stay dead. I don't. He didn't scare me in the MCU. I mean, Hela was much more scary to me. If if Hela was the villain, forget it. Like that would have been worthy to me. But comic book Thanos is a lot more cruel. He's a lot meaner, and obviously Disney had to water it down a bit because you know there there are kids watching and what have you. But Hela. The awesome Kate Blanchett, who played her in Ragnarok, which is the best Thor movie, is terrifying. She's the goddess of death, so she should be terrifying. And she just, she played the role so perfectly. She made you be like, oh my god, I would, if I saw this woman in front of my face, I'd be terrified of her. If I saw Thanos in front of my face, I, yeah, I would probably be kind of like scared of the dude's a, he's a, he's a huge purple dude. Okay? But. He's, he's not that scary in the MCU. He's not. And he doesn't... He doesn't exactly have the worst point in the world. The world is overpopulated. We, we don't have enough resources. If we snap half away, we'll all be happier. It's not the scariest point. It's not the worst point. You, I kind of agree with him sometimes. It's like, you know, like... It's not, it's not a bad idea. Like, I kind of get it. Hella scared the crap out of me. Hella absolutely scared the crap out of me. I mean, she was vindictive, you know? Because she, she was... And not just because she's a woman. No, no, I mean, we love it. But Hella was walking in Ragnarok being like, I own this bitch. This is mine, and I'm taking it. And if you try to stop me, I'm going to kill you. And that's exactly what she did. And Thanos, yes, kind of did the same thing. This is mine, I will kill you. Not as scary though. Just it just wasn't like if she had the if she did the snap, she would have. I th- I feel like we would have been in for a nightmare scenario because that would have been bonkers. You know, she would not have retired to like a cabin like Thanos did. I think Hella would have f- snapped her fingers, and she would not have gotten rid of the stones. She would have just used them and like manipulated and just had an absolute field day on the universe. She's much more vindictive. I mean, goddess of death, right? Much more vindictive, much more scary. That would have been really interesting to see. I know that she, you know, that her end, her she had met her demise in Ragnarok. I do hope we kind of get her back in a way. Because I do think Kate Blanchett was amazing. And I just think the character is so fascinating. The dynamic is so cool. And I mean, we'll see. I, I do think the MCU is going to move forward with... We're going to see a lot more. Obviously, we're seeing a lot more 
we're seeing more prominent actors, right? When we started the MCU back in 2009, yeah, people knew Robert Downey Jr., but he was coming off of, like, an addiction. So, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow, yes, people knew Gwyneth Paltrow. And then in Iron Man 2, you know, Scarlett Johansson, people knew her, but she was still really young. So she hadn't, she wasn't, like, you know, it's a household name now. You know, but back then it was like, oh, I, I know her, I think I've seen her and stuff, but... I don't know her well enough. We're going to see Angelina Jolie. We're going to see Richard Madden, who Game of Thrones. Awesome. Kit Harington, Game of Thrones. We love to see it. Um, Amelia Clark, who's going to be in Secret Invasion. Again, we love to see it. All these Game of Thrones people. Me, personally, I think they should sign Lena Headey, who played Queen Cersei. Put her in the MCU. Pit her against... Amelia Clark and give us a proper Cersei Daenerys showdown that we were completely robbed of because the writers of the head writers of Game of Thrones thought they were too good to have a proper send-off to their show that they worked so hard on. You never be lazy with your writing. Always, always finish it correctly. Always finish it correctly. But yeah. Um, I've gone off on a little bit of a tangent there, but yes, to, to, you know, run it back to Natasha, I, you know, they did her a huge disservice, they did her dirty, they had the right actress, they had the perfect actress to portray any emotion, as much depth as they wanted to go into with this character, I mean, Scarlett Johansson is phenomenal, she's, what is she, a two-time Oscar-nominated actress, I believe, she has a she has range across the board, just absolutely across the board. She's good at what she does. She is very good at what she does, and we saw some of that at Endgame where she was dealing with Natasha's emotional turmoil at losing her family or losing all these people that had started to mean something to her. You know, she lost Sam. She tra- helped train Sam. She lost Wanda. She absolutely was minimum best friends with Wanda. She, you know, they, Vision died. Vi- you know, like, that. that's someone who was definitely... You know, those guys were around the compound. There was some type of relationship there. There was something. Um, so, they they needed to do better. I'm, I'm disappointed in the MCU that they didn't do better with Natasha. It was a different time when she was introduced in the MCU. I mean, for the love of God, the whole premise was toys with a woman aren't gonna sell and lo and behold the first female-led mcu movie captain marvel made a billion dollars because the, yes of course there's a female superhero market i watch i'm 27 years old i'll watch these movies right now these female superhero movies and the child inside of me is screaming because of like it, you feel seen or you feel so happy you know you don't have to be a child to enjoy the MCU, first of all, the MCU is primarily for adults, let's be realistic. And you don't have to be like a little girl to enjoy female-led superhero movies. I, I feel like we need to talk about how much of a myth that is. You can be any age and look at the screen and be like, this is a female superhero movie. This makes me feel some type of way. It makes me feel great. I'm never going to get tired of seeing female leads ever, especially in the MCU. When I watch WandaVision, are you kidding me? The amount, the fact that they, the focus they gave to Wanda made me so happy the fo- like monica agatha everything i was just like yes and women w- they're more ex- they do it better man like some of these roles are just like yeah 
this is awesome. Like, Agatha, I mean, Catherine Hahn is just out of this world. But Scarlet walked so they could run, right? Without Scarlet, there is no Elizabeth Olsen. She had to take the fall of bad character development and being just like this shitty sidekick to some of these guys and not portraying exactly how smart she was because Natasha Romanoff is insanely smart. Insanely smart. We got kind of a glimpse of it. I think they got the closest to her in Winter Soldier. I think they got the closest to her in Winter Soldier when... You know, she's hacking and she's like, the people who created this software were almost smarter than me. And she's like, almost. You know, I I think they got the personality right where she's, I mean, she plays her so well. She has that cold kind of tone of voice and she's all business all the time. You know, and she's like, I'm going to go take cover somewhere after Winter Soldier. Um, But yeah, guys, I don't know. There's a, it's a, me, me ranting, but it, I just get so worked up because I get so annoyed at the way they took this amazing actress and gave her this amazing character to really dig into as much as she wants. But the writers stepped in and the studio stepped in and were like, no, 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 we're actually just going to make you like Cap's love interest or the sidekick or whatever. Because people, because at the time the MC excuse me, the MCU was primarily marketed, I believe, toward, you know, straight men. And I don't think that's lost on anybody. I think that, you know, people understand that. And now it's different. The society's different. The dynamics have changed. This is uh, 11 years in the making. The MCU is adapting as it should. You're giving people of color leads. You're giving people of color writing positions, women in powerful roles. Um, I believe in the next phase of the MCU, we're going to explore, I'm thinking, on screen, if Marvel and Disney are bold enough to do this and actually tackle a love story that's not Tony and Pepper and Gamora and Quill, um, that we might start seeing more LGBTQ representation in the MCU. And Bucky Barnes, I believe, is canonically bisexual. Um, so that's something that we, I don't know. I don't know. I, he is canonically bisexual. I believe Carol Danvers, I think Brie Larson is pushing for a Carol Danvers Valkyrie relationship type of deal, which that would be fun because space girlfriends, (laughs) you know, um, I, you know, Loki is gender fluid in the comics. That's canon and canonically correct. Um, that's kind of the next step for the MCU. It's becoming more diverse, and with that diversity comes people's sexualities. Um, Not everyone can be put into a box, and I think it's important for the MCU to portray that because these movies are so big. There's a business side of it, which I understand completely, but you've built an empire. People are going to watch it. Just don't worry about it. Just do it. Just do the damn thing. You guys are creatives. You you say it all. People, creative people say this all the time. Do the damn thing. Someone somewhere's gonna like it. That's how I live my life. You know, I'm I'm trying to be a writer. Someone somewhere's gonna like the thing you're writing. So do the damn thing. You know, Wanda's kids, I believe, are both. I think one of her kids is gay, and I think the other one's bisexual or something. And that's a big role going forward. That in the Young Avengers, that's gonna be important. 
you know, we're we're gonna see a lot of this come to light and see see what happens in the next few phases of the MCU. I do think what's important to keep in mind is that you know, not everyone's gonna be happy, but that's just a chance they're gonna have to take, you know, because these are important movies and these are important to people. Um but yeah, I, I do hope that they give Natasha Romanoff a proper movie. I do hope that she's not actually dead or that she wakes up at the end of uh, Black Widow in like an extra scene or something <laughs> because that would make me so happy. She's my favorite Avenger, if you haven't noticed. Um, her story is just so complicated and deep. And the part of why I like, um, let's say, DC Comics is because their villains are so deep and dynamic and will fuck with you, right? Like, so if you pitted Joker against Wanda in kind of the mind games he plays, like, that dynamic would be fascinating, I think, to to see. Um, or, like, if you had Harley and how she would interact with, like, Natasha or some of these, or Gamora or some of these other women, and, like, how I, I am just fascinated by what a crossover event would look like, you know, um, at least in the, on, the, on the big screen. But... Yeah, we'll see what happens with we'll see what happens with Natasha in this movie. But hopefully, our girl comes back, and hopefully, the MCU writes its ship with females, with female leads. I should not say females with strong female leads with strong women. I mean, they have good women signing on. Chloe Zhao is is doing the Eternals directing the Eternals movie, which is awesome. I mean, again, you have Angelina Jolie in these movies now. Like, you guys cannot afford. To not dig deep into these female characters. You can't. You can't do it. Natasha's fascinating. Natasha's full of trauma. And probably nights in the tower. Where she didn't sleep. And was probably only sleeping 2-3 hours a night. And I think in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They were they would handcuff, get handcuffed to the bed. She'd probably handcuff herself to a bed. To keep from you know, wandering out of her room. She's probably making coffee at like 2 a.m. and going down to the gym because she can't sleep because she's haunted by nightmares because everybody in the MCU needs a goddamn psychiatrist, you know, because they're full of trauma. And I we got a little bit of it in Age of Ultron, but we need to see more. And I think the movie is going to give us more. Um, she is forever my favorite Avenger. And I hope that uh, moving forward, Florence Pugh is, you know, they don't shy away from the fact that she was also a Red Room operative. She's a killer. She's ruthless. You know, from what we've seen in the previews, like, she seems like kind of like a, like a brat. Like, she seems funny, you know, in a way, in a dry humor way. But make no mistake, Yelena is ruthless. She's absolutely ruthless. She's more ruthless than Natasha, which we didn't really get to see enough of her being ruthless. And again, maybe in the movie. But these people, these women are born and raised killers. They have one objective in life, and that is the mission. It is not your heart, it's not your love, it's not anything. You know what, in the comics, yes, Natasha has love stories. Again, the Bucky love story, which is beautiful and perfect, and it's it should have been explored. But the mission always comes first. And I do hope we get it with Yelena because Florence Pugh, Florence Pugh is 25. She's Oscar nominated already for Little Women. You have talent. You've gotten the talent. Just put in the work. Put in the writing. Really dig deep into it. 
I don't care if you give her a love story. I don't really, like, widows are so badass, I don't care. It would be nice to see, like, you know, the hard-ass widow who's soft for, like, the one person. But I don't need it. I, I need Yelena and Natasha kicking so much ass. That's what I want in my female heroes. Like, go ahead. Go be go be a baddie. But also be human. Write them as human beings, not killing machines. Right? They're, they are humans. They don't need to be hard all the time. I want to see Yelena breaking down and crying over a past trauma. I think that's beautiful. I loved seeing Nat in Endgame lose her edge and, and be more human and be more like, I lost what meant something to me. Human emotion connects us, guys, to each other. The best movies and films I've watched in my life and the best things I've read are things that elicit emotions and human responses. So never, so yes, like space and like all of this is cool, but if there's no human imperfect emotion behind it, does it mean anything? It doesn't. We all might as well be robots at that point. So, I'm going to leave you with this. On July 9th, go see Black Widow or buy it. I'll be doing both. And let's let's judge together if, if Marvel finally did our girl justice. Which I think they will because I heard a rumor that Scarlett Johansson wouldn't have really done it unless they wrote the script properly. But... You know, hopefully this is this is an interesting movie to start Phase 4 off with. It's kind of weird. I mean, I kind of get it in a sense that the end of Endgame was about Tony, and Tony started the whole MCU, and, you know, all that stuff, so it should be focused on Tony. And maybe this movie is like a send-off to Natasha, finally. She gets her own thing. But it is weird to me that they start Phase 4 off with a character that is supposed to be already dead. I'm always going to hang on to the fact that she's not. Just because I, I can't stand the fact that it was her off of Vormir and like I get it, but no. No, no. None of that here. But um, thank you for listening for, to my rant for the past half hour or so. Uh, I hope everybody has a great day. And I can't wait to go uh, go watch Loki on June, June 9th. We, there's a lot to look into in that one. That's going to be fun. Damn it, Wade!